We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am certainly delighted that you have joined us today for the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. We're hoping you're having a wonderful day today. It is my favorite time of the year, the spring, and I'm sure that I'm speaking to many people today that this is also your favorite time of the year as well. I'm hoping you're having a great day. You have every opportunity to do, especially if you're a Christian. You know why? The Bible says that the Lord Jesus Christ came to give life, and not just life, but to give it more abundantly. And so we're going to just really talk about I want to do a series, and I've been doing that here recently, doing three, four, five-part series. This one probably will last longer than that. But I want to deal with a psalm, and it's a very short psalm in Psalm chapter 70. But I want to take one phrase out of that psalm, and I want to expound upon it. And we want to look at it for weeks. It probably take a couple, two or three weeks. But let's look at the psalm. Psalm 70 says, Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded that seek after my soul. Let them be turned backward and put to confusion that desire my hurt. Let them be turned back for a reward of their shame that say, Aha, aha. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. Notice this, and let such as love thy salvation say continually, let God be magnified. But I am poor and needy. Make haste unto me, O God. Thou art my help and my deliverer. O Lord, make no tarrying. You know, what a psalm. Now, we all can identify with this psalm. Why? Because David is in a place that he needs help. I can identify with this. Why? Because there's time I need help. You can identify with this psalm and with the heart cry of David. It's because there's been times you've needed help. And this cry of David was just simply one for help. And by the way, David wanted it and needed it quickly. So we see very, very, very easily as we look at this psalm that David had foes. Now we all know that David had foes. We know that Saul uh, hunted him like an animal, tried to kill him, and he had enemies. He had many enemies, so he prayed that God would deal with them. And by the way, that's a good principle. Instead of us trying to deal with our enemies, we ought to pray and ask God to deal with our enemies because he knows exactly how to handle them. So David asked for God to deal with his enemies. And then he also, he said they were giving him trouble he was struggling, and he was troubling because of it. So he needed help because of his enemies. But then we see not only a prayer for his foes, he had enemies, but he also gave a prayer here for his friends. In verse number four, here's what he said. He, he prayed. He said, I want all of them that know you to rejoice. I want them to be a seeking people. I want them to be a singing people. He said, I want them to know that they're a saved people. And this is a group of pe people that realize that it's never vain. It's never empty to trust the Lord. Even in his struggle, even in his trouble, he knew that sooner or later, God always brings his people to a place of triumph. And many times before we get to that place of triumph, we have to trust. But here's what he said. He said, let God be magnified. So whatever it may be that he is allowing you, whatever he is allowing me to go through, he wants to be magnified. Don't, don't ever forget that. 
He always wants to be magnified. So this thought in verse 4 is what I want to emphasize, and it's just very simply this, such as love thy salvation. You know, I want to be known for that. I don't know about you, but if someone says, you know, what, what does Mark Brandon need to be known for? Well, there's a lot of things, obviously, that we want to be known for, but I would want to be with this crowd for such as love thy salvation. And, uh, you know, I want to be in that crowd. I want to be in this place. And I am sure uh, that I'm around people from time to time and most of my life that believe and, and live that way. They, they love their salvation. So that's what I want to expound upon. And I want to talk about some things that I hope will be helpful. But if we're going to love our salvation, then we're going to have to understand there's some things that we must be warned of that will deter us from loving our salvation like we should. Um, just as a warning, let me give you some negative loves. Um, there's negative things that we can begin to love. There's negative things that we can begin to emphasize in our life and in our heart that will deter us from loving the Lord and our salvation like we should love them. So let me just give you a few. We all know these. But number one, the love of money. The Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6 that it is the root of all evil. Now, money is not evil. The Bible says it's the root of all. The love of money is the root of all evil. You know, people will give everything they have uh, because they have such a love for money. They, they are uh, envy or they are wanting to gain more. But God tells us we need to be very careful because the root of that, the, the, the love of money is the root of all evil. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, I'd, it'd be hard to trace that. No, God's word is true. If you trace most of the evil that's going on today, most of it is because it is motivated because of the love of money or wealth or to have more or to get more. And uh, I'm sure, no doubt, um, that, uh, you know, the love of money uh, is something that we all struggle with. And so we need to be careful and not have an unhealthy love for money, for wealth, for what we can attain with that. The love of money is the root of all evil. So we need to be careful of that. Then the love of the world. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 talks that the world, the world system. As a Christian, we cannot love the world system. Yes, I live on this planet. I live in this world. But as far as the world system, the Christian should never love the world. Why? Because it's just temporary. The world system is anti-God. Um, you know, people would say, oh, you're just so negative. No, look look at the trend of even our country. Um, we live in a day where really people that are Bible believers or people that are Christians, if you've watched the news recently, uh, they like to make us like we're out to be the bad guys, you know, because we hold to certain principles, we hold to certain truths. And then, of course, if you stand for the Lord today, many times, People don't like that, and so you become ostracized. And but but again, the world system, what we can get our roots so deep into this world, and the fear there, or the 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 struggle there is, it's temporary. Everything we see is temporary. Uh, one day, here after a while, whether the Lord comes or whether I die in, in my d death, then look, this world will be no longer important to me. I'm going to live somewhere forever. And I'm thankful I'm going to live forever in heaven, not because I deserve it, because I have trusted Christ as my Savior. So we understand the world. We have to be careful not to have a love of the world where it consumes us. Because, again, this love is a negative love that will deter us 
from loving our salvation and loving the Lord like we should. Let me give you another one in John chapter 12, verse 43. We should not love the praise of men, the praise of men. You know, getting the praises of men motivate people. You know, I'll often tell people, you know, we like to feed our pride. And so a lot of times things are done just to get the praise of men, but that's not the right motive. And let me just say this, I've learned in 25 years of ministry, well, over 25 years, be 26 years in November. For me, I've learned something. The praise of people is fickle at best. Uh, you, you can be hero one day and zero the next. And so if you're always trying to just do things for the love of the praise of people, then you're going to be a very disappointed person because at best it's fickle. And again, sometimes it's your hero, but many days you're zero. So again, but people are motivated by this. We can have a love for the praise of men. And I want to just encourage you today, you should be doing things more than just to be noticed of people. There should be greater motives than that. And again, so these are just negative loves that we have to be careful of because it will consume our lives. The love of money, the love of the world, the love for the praise of men. And then let me just say this. Here's a negative love in Revelation chapter 2. God tells those folks there at that church that they had left their first love. They had left their first love. Now, this is a negative love. You know, uh, you've heard people say this, well, I just fell out of love with somebody. Do you really? You really just fall out of love with somebody? No. Really what happens is you choose to place your love and affection on something else normally. And so the Lord said to this church, you've left your first love. He said, in other words, there was a time where you really loved me. You show that you loved me. I was your goal. I was who you sought after. I was who you were serving. But God looked at that church and said, you've left your first love. And isn't that convicting? It's so easy to understand this, especially in the Christian life. Uh, you know, if you go back to the very day that you got saved, how excited you were, how thankful you were for what the Lord did. But then it seems like after years of being saved, it's so easy if we're not careful to love, to just leave our first love. And our first love should be the Lord Jesus Christ. And so these are some negative loves that we need to be careful with because these negative loves will deter us from following this passage of Scripture, which says very simply in verse 4, and let such as love thy salvation. So we need to be careful with these negative loves. Why? Because we have so many reasons to such as love thy salvation. And that's what I really want to focus on, but this was just by way of introduction today. I want to focus on the main reasons why we should love our salvation. And we're going to talk about a lot here in these next few episodes, but this is the groundwork, such as love thy salvation. We need to be careful from the negative loves that would deter us from being this people, the person that absolutely loves our salvation. We'll look at this throughout the next few weeks. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.